0: This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast and the Becker Business Minute Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Rick Kess. I want to talk to Rick today about leadership in challenging times. We're seeing more and more leaders, particularly in technology companies, some in the big conglomerates, look at layoffs, look at more challenges, worrying more about recession and so forth. Rick, you've been a long-term partner at RSM, brilliant centered business person and leader take a moment any advice that you would give to leaders in sort of changing times or challenging times any thoughts for leadership
1: yeah i mean uh, you know at rsm i mean we've been a very high growth accounting firm we've, we've grown quite a bit over the last um, 10 15 years and you know i think because of that we've we've always been kind of in a hiring mode and you know really trying to grow and i think you know with some of the economic impacts that you're talking about i think some people think well you know, what happens if we're not growing at the rate we have been and, you know, some of the uncertainty that that might bring. And, you know, I think a lot of us in the partner group really try to make sure we think about, you know, what, what messages are we sending to our people, even by actions or decisions we're making, like if we're starting to. You know, change our behavior. Do does that create you know some unintended consequence that people start to feel like you know their their jobs at jeopardy or their ability to grow within the firms at jeopardy. So I think really thinking about everything that you're doing. You know, I think some some simple things like you know if if a business all of a sudden stops um, you know doing uh, like a, a holiday party. You know, what signal does that send? Does it send a signal that we can't? before the holiday party and you know there's a question about our ability to continue to to do the things we want to do as a company or you know does it send a signal like hey no one showed up to the holiday party and we don't want to waste our money on it so i think it's really important to think about every action and decision you make as a as a leader and how your people are going to kind of think through that and interpret what that means, because unfortunately, you know, people overthink every decision you make sometimes. And, um, you know, perhaps we need, as leaders, we need to overthink some of the decisions we make other than just kind of making, you know, emotional or rash decisions so that, you know, we may, you know, at the time get what we want, but not understand what, they, what that means to our people.
0: This point, i trying to understand how you and what you say is gonna be perceived is so important. I saw a beautiful article about the CEO of Google and in Google, Sundar Peshai is the, is the CEO. And he had to do an announcement about layoffs And the article, talked about how he handled that announcement. And, and, and the point that he had made was it wasn't just virtue signaling to wall street that we're going to be more profitable. He said as his announcements, everybody who's being laid off has already been told And this small difference and how that was handled versus how most companies handle it. Most companies make a big announcement to Wall Street and say, we're going to conduct layoffs, but they haven't yet told people who's going to be laid off. So that leads to a tremendous amount of fear within the company. In this example of leadership of how things are going to be approached, obviously saying you're doing layoffs, sends multiple signals to Wall Street. It says we're working more on profitability. It says we might be having challenges, but it sends multiple messages. But more important than Wall Street is what it means to your people who may be affected by it. And I thought this concept, and it goes right in line with what you're talking about, is how are we acting and what does that mean for our people? What does that mean for our teams? Is so, so important. And when a CEO says, we've already told people we're being laid off, it takes a big breath out of the air. It's still horrible. It's still sad for those people that are losing their jobs, but at least tells everybody else right now is for this moment in time, your, your job is safe. And I think that is a, that is just a fascinating perspective on this concept of what are we signaling to people? What are we telling people? How are they hearing it? How are they feeling it? Rick, any of the thoughts on leadership in challenging times?
1: You know, the other thing that I think has been um, a common theme of discussion amongst the partners I work with is, you know, I think some of us have a belief that, you know, the, the world has changed dramatically in the last three years. Um, you know, people want more flexibility and they want to be able to work where they want to work and how they want to work. And, you know, I think there's a a school of thought that believes that, Hey, if we get our people back in the office, they'll get back to the productivity levels pre COVID. And, you know, they'll, they'll act and and react the way that, you know, people did, you know, in 2019. And I think the alternative way of thinking about that is no, it's not going to go back. You know, people have, changed and and we need to accept that the world is different today than it was three years ago in the way people learn and the cultures and how we build culture and all those things that we are accustomed to doing pre-COVID a lot of that's no longer gonna be possible so I think you know the mindset of like well if we if we just get people back in the office and we just do this and we start in kind of getting back to who we were um, pre-COVID, we'll, we'll get all the things we wanted to get, um, you know, and I think that that's just not going to happen, in my opinion. I think we just need to realize that we're probably not going back to that environment, and, and maybe we shouldn't even, you know, consider it, and we should just accept the fact that We start, we have to start figuring out how to create culture and how to create relationships and, and do the things that, you know, we've been doing for the last three years for the rest of, you know, our business cycle. So I think that mindset, I think is, is slowly evaporating that we need to get our people back here and we need to do this. We need to do that so that, you know, we can continue to um, kind of think through what's the real future look like and what do people really want and need and, and really achieve those goals.
0: but 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 your point is really a a really interesting question or point because there certainly are some people or some firms that that very much are pushing hard whether it's jp morgan chase whether it's disney whether it's elon musk set of companies that are really trying to push people twitter and tesla to get people back to work in person and then as a big professional services firm it seems to be a huge mix mix out there and people would love to have their people learning and working in teams and closer together. At the same time, they very much realize that people love their freedom. And they also, if they're competing against other firms that are not requiring people to be in-person to competitive disadvantage to recruiting the most talented people, which is, which is often everything is having the best and brightest around that are hardworking and focused. So it is a really challenging set of questions for leaders, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think the, the funny thing too, I think people, you know, fail to think about is, you know, how much do you as a leader want that flexibility? I mean, how, how dependent are you on on the ability to work from home for a day if you have, you know, maybe a service appointment on your refrigerator or something like that, right? Like So, you know, I think we as leaders, you know, have to realize that we want that freedom and flexibility too. And if we want it, that probably means our people want it as well.
0: Well, and and this is one of the great points. There's an old joke about minor surgery. Minor surgery is someone else that's having surgery. There's an old joke about a recession. A recession is somebody else that loses their job. When you talk about what you're talking about, this going back to work thing, it is, you know, you know, and this is no no negativity to Jamie Dimon or Bob Iger or Elon Musk. And, And they're in different positions, I'll grant you that. But when they say everybody should be back to work, they certainly don't don't mean themselves that everybody should be back to work in person. They certainly don't mean themselves, correct? I mean, they mean everybody else The rank and file should be back in, in at work in person, but not them. And, and that's not, it's not necessarily here nor there because there might be good reasons for the difference. But when you point out the CEO, the CEO wants that flexibility, wants to be able to sort of go where they have to go when they have to go versus, you know, what they want for others. It's a very different thing. And it does cause tremendous stress and tension in organizations, and some level of, of disconnect and dissonance too, doesn't it? Where, where some group of people are told to get back, some are not. And, and that causes some challenges, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, uh, you know, getting to the tone at the top and, you know, leadership, you know, really does trickle down. And the way you act um, is, is the way that your direct reports act and then the way that their direct reports act. So I think creating... You know, a fair and balanced um, culture is is to me is really important. I think you know, I, I've only worked at RSM, so I don't can't speak for other firms, but I know at RSM it, it feels like our leaders are leading that way, where we're we're saying the same things to each other as we're saying to our people, and and I think that's just a really good culture to have, and creates a a, a feeling that you know everybody's playing from the same you know spot, and and that. I, I think that's the way we, at least as a culture, want to kind of establish.
0: I, I, the next time we talk, I'd love to talk to you about the kind of culture a firm that a firm has to have where somebody makes a life of being at that firm. would love to talk to you about that. I've been at the same firm for 30 years. You've been our same your entire career. Would love to talk about that because that's so unusual today. And we'd love to talk about the culture of the firm, the culture of the person. What leads to that sort of situation where somebody stays their entire career at one place? And why, when it works, it could be so magical for a career? Rick, I want to thank you for joining us today on the Becker Private Equity and Becker Business Minute podcast. Just fantastic to visit with you. Thank you very, very much.
1: Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it.